The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Pure Hoops Media is the vibrant voice of basketball with five weekly shows. Three-time NBA champion B.J. Armstrong and Eric Newman have the Pure Hoops podcast that drops each Friday. He's better when the game slows down, and that's where the superstars live. I'm Monica McNutt from Buckets, Boards, and Blocks, and he's my co-host, King McClure. Each week, we'll be discussing hoops, and we'll tell you who's tripping. Thanks, King. Otto Strong joins yours truly, Aaron Berlin, on Catch and Shoot 2.0 with a new show each Wednesday. Legendary journalist Mike Wise is here each Monday with the best guests anywhere. Hi, this is Jeannie Bess of the Los Angeles Lakers. I listen to the Mike Wise Show, and so should you. And there's our newest team, Jenny Fisher and Kara Kay. We've got the best in college basketball. And we've got something for every hoop fan here at Pure Hoops Media, with more shows coming soon. You can also check us out on the Pure Hoops Media YouTube channel. Welcome to the quick hitter version of Bucket Boys and Blocks. I'm King McClure, along with my fantastic co-host, Monica McNutt. This week we have ESPN GOAT and Duke legend, Jay Billis. And our feature discussion is talking about Jalen Johnson and what he thinks and what also we think about his decision to leave Duke. King, are you ready to stop being cute and really ask Jay what we've been talking about? Because, I like, let's go. Like, what are we doing? Let's, let's do it. So, Jay, Monica and I were actually texting about you because I watched a video about, you know, what you said as far as undertones with uh, Jalen Johnson and when he left. And I just kind of wanted to have a dialogue about that and just, you know, see see more of your thoughts about what you what you think about that and how you really feel about that. Yeah, I I, I heard, look, I'm, I'm just like anyone. I consume this product uh, not only as a, as a professional that works in it, but as a as a fan. And so I listen to talk radio. I love it. I, you know, I listen to podcasts. Uh, I, I love hearing the opinions of my colleagues. And honestly, when I'm listening to, to you guys do a game and I'm watching the game, I'm taking notes about what you're saying because there are things I learn from, from, from all of my colleagues when they're, when they're at work. And this is not to cast aspersions on anyone because I'm sure uh, I've done this in my career when, when talking about uh, these sort of issues and you know, there, there is a manner of speaking, I think, that, that occurs in, in basketball, in coaching, and all these different things. So Jalen Johnson, when he made his decision, uh, people were saying, well, well, you know, those in his camp or, or people in his ear, and, and I even heard his posse a few times, uh, mostly on radio when I heard that, and I didn't care for it. And it wasn't that, it wasn't that I felt like anyone was... Um, being overtly insensitive or trying to be insensitive, but I felt like it was insensitive because Jalen Johnson has has a mother and a father who are advising him. Uh, and is it so hard for us to say his mom and dad, his mother and father, both of whom are college graduates and played high level college basketball that are guiding him through his decision making process? If we don't know uh, that anyone is helping a, a player make a decision. If we don't know, then I think we default to it's the player's decision. 
if you know and have information, then use that information. That's fine. If we want to say that that the high school coach or the AAU coach has been helping Jalen Johnson or whatever, but it's his mom and dad. Yeah. And I, I compared it to uh, Luca Garza of Iowa, who's who's most likely to be the national player of the year this year. And we've had pieces on on Garza uh, uh, on ESPN and other outlets I've seen of his, his parents' hyper involvement. And I've never heard his parents referred to as his camp or as people in his ear. Now he hasn't made any the similar decision, but he made a decision to come back to school. But that decision is celebrated um, because it's it's more in line with control over the player. And that that's the decision that the system wants to see a player make is to come back. So we often see those decision praise decisions praised. And look, I know this is a this is an example and is not is not completely analogous. But when Jordan Spieth was playing golf at Texas, he actually left his team to go play in pro tournaments. So while while his team was competing in a college event, he played as an amateur in a professional event. Uh, and I think it was the Valero, but I might be wrong on that. Uh, and then he went pro after his freshman year. So. You know, nobody, nobody kind of criticized that and nobody criticized him leaving his team to go do that. Um, but in basketball, we, we, and I, I understand there's different viewership and all that people care about it more. I get it. But, but I think we need to be more sensitive to the words we use and, and we can and should do better. That was my point. Not to, not to call out somebody as, as, as you're, you know, you're being overtly this or that. It was just, we can do better than this. Um, it's not so hard to say Jalen and his mother and father, he has a family just like everybody else. And, uh, and, and we can, we can do that. That's not that hard. So due to the times that we're in right now, is that why you decided to speak up on that? Because I mean, it's, it's, it's evident and everything has been brought to the forefront. So did you feel like this was the time to speak about it now? Because, you know, this has been going on for forever since probably since I was born. So is that why you decided to speak up on it right now? Well, I, 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 probably there is heightened sensitivity to everything right now as, as there should be, frankly, that, that's past due. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I think because uh, of the decision that was made, it's unusual for a player to opt out mm -hmm. uh, and declare for the draft, even though it happened last year with James Wiseman at Memphis. I mean, you heard a, a lot of people, Jay, you know, Jim Beheim included say, I can't remember a time where this has happened. Happened last year, James Wiseman did it. Um, and that, that is an analog to this. Uh, and people say that's different. Everybody knew he was gonna be one of the top picks. It's not different. You know, it, it's not, it, it's an analog. It's, it's, just, it's an example of it happening. Um, but the reason I did was because I felt like the commentary I was hearing and, and Jim Beheim's comment made into a microphone during his radio show. <laughs> uh, it wasn't like somebody overheard him at dinner having a private conversation. Um, I thought it was inappropriate and I said so. I wasn't, I wasn't saying, you know, bad person. I was saying, don't agree with this. Uh, I don't agree with laying, you know, sort of laying that he was, you know, he was that, his quote was that guy was hurting them and they're much better off without him. I don't buy that. I don't think it's true. And I think it's facile interpretation to point to a couple of wins and say the wins are because of his absence. Um, that, that, because nobody said that before he opted out when he had 24 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists, four blocks, zero turnovers against Pittsburgh in a very close loss. Nobody said 
He's the problem. That's a problem. They need to fix that. Um, you know, that that's, I felt it was inappropriate. I said, so I've known Jim Beheim. He recruited me. I've known him since I was 17 years old. And, and I, I mean, this is literally true. I love him. I would walk through fire for him, but that's our job. And, and so I disagree with him on this point. That doesn't mean I won't agree with him on every other point. I disagree with him on this. And I said, so, and, uh, and he didn't like it. And we've talked about it. We're, we're fine. But, but, you know, I'm not going to, just because he's mad at me, I'm not going to agree with him on this. That's not the way this works. Mm. That's real. So how do you feel about the overall decision that he made, though? I mean, despite the undertones, despite what people are saying, what are your thoughts on the overall decision of him leaving? Time out. Time out. I'm sorry, Jay. Um, I yeah. want my little brother here to, to do the text conversation that we had, and I would like him to have a conversation with you stating his case, getting all the way into it, and not just interviewing you because Jay is our I'm colleague ready. as much yeah. as he is esteemed and we admire. But uh, this dancing question thing, I'm not here for it, King. Okay, I'm going back I, on mute. I, I get it, but after hearing what he said and actually thoroughly explaining it, because I, I watched the video and I was just like, hmm. But after thoroughly explaining, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, I just want to know, like, because my, 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 my first opinion, first thought was, you know, he, he quit on his team. And I, I don't know as a player if I can accept that, really, just a player quitting on his team. But like I told Monica, I don't know the inside details. I don't know what really happened. That's why I'm asking you. So what what is your initial thought on his decision to leave and opt out? There, there are a number of things. So so one, the, the reaction that, 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 that Jalen Johnson or anybody, uh, uh, whether it's even Xavier Johnson at Pittsburgh, who just opted out to, tr to go into the transfer portal, uh, with a few games left in the regular season. Um, I, I get the whole, the whole he quit on his team thing. That's where I think this discussion should be, honestly, is, is we can discuss the decision. That's all fair game. Mm -hmm. um, the decision that was made uh, and, and should the decision have been made that way? Is it the right decision for him? Those are all fair, fair things. Were, were I counseling Jalen Johnson through this in addition to his mother and father, what I would have said is um, it's probably better if you stick it out for the year, even if you're, you don't play as much as you think you should or, or you think it's hurting your draft stock. It will hurt your draft stock more to walk away right now. And given the way people view it, the lens through which people view this, you will, you will take more crap leaving now and, and people will have a harder time understanding it. It's easier for you to explain, you know what, I had an injury, uh, I, I came back from it, um, things didn't work out, but I, I plugged through it and, and, and I'm going to be better for it, that kind of thing. People hear that better than walking away. That's what I would have said. And look at how he's been pilloried for this. And I'm not saying some of the criticism isn't, isn't correct. Um, that's fine. Uh, but, but that's what I would have said, that, that you're going to you're going to have to take a big bite out of a crap sandwich if you do this, even if you're right. And, uh, and you can overcome it. Like he can overcome this. Um, but, but, but it puts him in a hole a little bit that he's going to have to dig out with NBA people at, at the start, but his talent, uh, I think can overcome it. Okay. okay. No, nah, that's all. That's the only, that was my biggest question when I, when I heard that just, cause I didn't know how you really felt about the him leaving. I thought, you know, I heard the undertones, but I didn't really see, you know, because I don't agree with that. Me personally, just him leaving and him quitting on your team as me being a former player. It's almost like 
that was like a brotherhood. You know, when you think of the Duke brotherhood, we got the Baylor brotherhood. We, yeah. we never walk out on our team, our teammates like that. I mean, I feel like that right there is unacceptable. And I agree with you 100%. Right? He's going to take so much crap from the NBA because you quit. And why did you quit? I mean, because you weren't getting the minutes that you wanted to? Or there's probably a various uh, amount of reasons. But still, that was my biggest thing that I was texting Monica. Is I wish he would talk about the, you know, him quitting and how he felt about that. Well, we did we did talk about it, and that's all fair game. And I, I think that's where the discussion should be. But but when when it came, you know, when Jim Beheim said what he did, that's what prompted me to speak on it. Yeah. And and you know, it it was reported widely. That's how I found out about it. I read reports about it, and uh, and then dug into it. But um, you know, like the the discussion points that we had on game day, Sports Center, the like, and the things that I said about it weren't mutually exclusive with the discussion about uh, was the decision the right thing to do. And reasonable minds can differ on that. Um, and, and like, that's, that's, where, that's where I think our discussion should be rather than kind of, you know, the, the old tired thing of, well, they're better off without them. Because mm-hmm. I do think that was said reflexively. And, and, and is it ever said when someone's injured or when, when a player gets benched you never hear an opposing coach say, boy, they're really better off without him. Um, when Jalen Johnson was injured and Duke was going through, you know, it's growing pains where, hey, they're not, very, they're, they're not as good as we expected. The, the question that we always get as analysts from, from our outlets is what's wrong with Duke or what's wrong with Kentucky? Mm-hmm. All right. And, and what did we all say generally? I mean, I'm not talking about it myself or anyone specifically. We said they need Jalen Johnson back. The guards have to quit turning the ball over and and they need to play better defense, guard the ball better, keep everybody out of the lane because Duke was getting beat off the dribble. They had to go to zone uh, to protect the lane. You know, they, they weren't. To, that was not all Jalen Johnson's fault. Like he didn't turn the ball over for the guards. He wasn't responsible for all of that. And then then the narrative began. Well, look, Mark Williams, they put Mark Williams into the lineup. And that's changed everything. And, and, and Jim Beheim's thing about, well, Jalen Johnson was taking, uh, minute, he's taking minutes away from other players that are good. No, he wasn't. Jalen Johnson didn't make any decisions about who played and who didn't. All these players have been on the roster since the very first day. The coach, who's pretty good, decides who plays and decides on the lineups. And when, when the lineup change was made where Mark Williams was inserted, you know, that, that was more facile interpretation that all these things are factors as to why a team continues to improve. But Duke went to practice every day when they beat uh, Georgia Tech and Clemson. They beat them and played every bit as well as they did against uh, NC State and Wake Forest, which were the games people pointed to to say, see, they're better off without them. And we all were saying at the time, boy, they, you know, Duke's turned the corner after that, uh, after the Georgia Tech and Clemson wins. And then they suffered some close losses and, and we were back talking about what's wrong with Duke again. But nobody said Jalen Johnson was a problem until he opted out. And then value judgments came into it. And, and I'm okay with it. Everybody gets to say what they want. But it's funny, when, 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 when people say what they want, they say, I have a right to say that. Actually, Jim Beheim said to me, I have the right to say that. And I said, well, I have the right to respond to it. So where do we go from there? Do you want to talk about the, the issue at hand again? Like, you know, the free speech, like when you say, I have a right to say something, everybody else has a right to respond. 
and uh, and so when I say something, I'm I'm ready for the response. That's great. I want I want people to respond. That's the way you stress test an idea is by uh, uh, by discussion in the marketplace of ideas. If you'd like to hear the entire conversation with Jay Billis, check out the full version of Buckets, Boards, and Blocks from Pure Hoops Media. And you can always check us out on our Pure Hoops Media YouTube channel. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.